Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, Cornundrum. I am your host, Holly Raystone. And I'm your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr. Today we'll be talking about Demi Lovato and the new Amazon Prime series, A League of Their Own. But first, Holly, want to tell our listeners what you've been up to in your life? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God, it's... It's certainly not been a hallmark, that's for sure. <laughs> um, God, the last week and a half, two weeks, the last two weeks have just been rough. Uh, this, not so I'll, I'll work in chronological order. So the first week, so two weeks ago, um, was working on our, this, you know, being work-related stuff, we're working on finalizing a project with the city. Uh, it's actually a city project that I've been invited to be a part of the conversation as a um, kind of a voice for the city. It's, it's kind of how my role is is seen. Is I, I I I talk to our business owners and property owners and community members that that use and live and and and, and interact with the downtown area, what we consider the downtown area. And so I hear concerns or questions or ideas and stuff like that, and I take it back to the city and vice versa. Um, and, and provide information and, and resources so that people can call their city council representatives or the you know the city manager or the whatever right I provide them resources and vice versa and so I've been invited to be on the conversation involved in the conversation regarding a 9.6 million dollar project uh, to restructure our main streets it's it's, it's a couple of blocks more than a couple of blocks um of what's now a highway it didn't used to be a highway but about 70 years ago they made it a highway um and it's a one-way road that's just so busy and loud and the city the citizens have asked for some changes and we they've been working on it for a while a couple of years into this they've had consultants and plans and da 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 and i sat on the steering committee to help whittle those plans down to hey this is what we find as a high priority with these money, the, with the money you have. This is what we would like to see happen in the next year and two years. So what that meant is, is the consultants had to put together their package and, and discussion points. And I went out to business owners and property owners and asked them to come speak to city council about the pros and cons about the project. I want their voice to be heard. I, I could carry some weight in terms of what they're saying, but it it means a lot more when they could show up and voice uh, what's going on for them. And so many people did show up, which was great. We had really good discussion points. Uh, one of my favorite lines from one of the city council members was, trees are emotional. And it had been a 12-hour day for me, and I'm sitting in front of city council, and I'm trying really hard not to laugh as I picture all of our trees crying. Um, which is not appropriate, but it was a really long day. 
I had spent the the previous day prepping. And so I was really tired going into this. And uh, so that's that was on a Tuesday. So Tuesday I had meeting with the consultants to finalize strategic plans. There was a fight, an emotional fight. I wasn't involved, but I, I, had, I got to be a part of it. And then there was a chamber lunch followed by city council meeting. So it was just a really, really long day. Going to Wednesday, we have uh, our board meeting and there's more plans and there's more discussions and there's wins. There's a lot of wins, a lot, a lot of wins, but a lot of work had to go into those wins. And uh, Wednesday night, I, uh, I an organization that I, I've been supporting and, and been a part of, uh, they've been around for about 75 years and I won't name them because it's really the name is important. Um, there was something that happened in communication with two sides of the organization, the functional side, that's, that's the day-to-day -day, and then the, the management air quote management side of that, the, the board of directors side of things. And somehow, um, people chose to go about their level of communication in such a way that it caused, I feel irreparable harm, um, that I'm speaking from an emotional place. And I recognize that to some extent that it, there is some truth to it as well. That being said, I'm at 36, no, I'm at 48, eight plus hours of very little sleep. I think I had like three hours sleep altogether up to this point. <clears throat> so that's Wednesday night. I can't sleep. Thursday hits. I have so much uh, follow-up things I have to do from the first three days that I have to get action items out. I Friday hits and I am dragging. I am just dragging. I'm emotional. I'm an emotional wreck because of this this thing that's happening outside of work um and 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 i'm still making my costume for the emerald city comic-con in seattle i was finalizing a few pieces right so just burning the candle at so many different ends uh and creating new ones on, along the way so spend the weekend decompressing and just working on art and sunday night at 11 o'clock i just feel completely drained and I just figure it's because I hadn't slept. And I wake up the next morning and I just feel super, just not great. So I take a COVID test and I'm like, I just got to make sure because I saw a lot of people on Tuesday. So I take a COVID test. It's negative. I'm like, all right. Yeah, statistically, I'm just going to take that one more time. And so I took it again and it was positive. And I was like, shit, well, I can't go into work. So <clears throat> not that I have a lot of office mates, but I don't want to risk people coming into my office and it continuing to be an issue. And I probably three hours into my morning, I spiked a fever. I could barely breathe. My chest was tightening up and it was just getting really, I was just getting really, really bad. So I just, I took a half day Tuesday, same thing, but I got worse called up the doctor and said, Hey, I hear there's a steroid treatment. I re I was sick four months ago, um, with some respiratory infection that was not COVID wasn't anything that they, they you know, is a big concern. I just happened to have a respiratory infection and I'm really concerned where this is going. And so they gave me this, the steroid treatment that they get for, or not steroid, uh, antiviral treatment they're doing for COVID. Wednesday was my worst. I took the whole day off. And by Wednesday evening, I was doing pretty okay. And and now leading up to this, every single day, I was taking multiple walks in the morning or at night. 
uh, to keep the, my lungs working and getting the gunk out of there. Wednesday night, I was supercharged. Like it just felt like I had my energy back. Thursday, even better. Friday, even better. Saturday, I just spent that day cleaning the house and working on art projects. I did some yard work. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm have full conversations now without losing my breath or going into deep coughing fits. Although saying I, that could still happen. Uh, two days ago though, uh, my wife tested positive for COVID. So now Desiree has COVID and we were supposed to have left on Thursday for Emerald City Comic Con, and we had made uh, a call to one of the phone numbers and emails that you could get a hold of for them, and just said, "Hey, we don't feel it's safe to travel." And this was Wednesday night. We don't feel it's safe to travel because one of us has tested positive for COVID, and we want to we want to move our tickets to 2023. And they're like, "No problem, we'll take care of that, and I'll follow up in a couple of days because you know they're going to be tied up with the event." They're like, you just stay home and you rest. And I'm like, all right, thank you. That was like super quick. Hotel, no problem. Air, airplane tickets, no problem. Everybody's been completely understanding and and got us, you know, what we needed, which is, I know not everybody has that experience, but I'm very grateful that we had that experience. And then yesterday morning, I get a package from Emerald City Comic Con and they had sent me the superhero, super fan, superhero pen and lanyard um no you know nothing else with it to say like why i got it but it was super sweet um because we're sitting here looking at our costumes that are still on the mannequins and done i mean they're done i think there's like one ad adjustment on my costume and one adjustment on dez's i made a giant prop weapon for cara dune uh, from the mandalorian series uh, that's detachable and easy to transport. And I learned how to use the airbrush gun. Um, I've, yeah, I learned so much about prop making in a very short period of time. And it was, it was a blast. I was so excited to show off like how far I've come in my skill set. And then Desiree had been working on draping technique, which is a type of, you know, laying the fabric on the mannequin and sewing and doing all that. And, she, and this is so this is her first drape piece that she made. And so she was very excited to show that off as well. And we're both super bummed. But we also know that not going to Seattle and potentially affecting other people, it just wasn't worth it. Um, so, yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks. COVID hit. We had avoided COVID. We have not. This is our first time getting it. Uh, so we have never had it. And the, the week that we would really rather not have it is the week we get it. So um, it sucks, but we didn't lose out on, too much on work. I had a few hours of sick leave stored up and Des is on, on summer break right now uh, working on getting her gallery set up, which is going pretty good. And things are moving pr quite quickly over there. It's a little scary at the same time, exciting. So I, that's a that's a. I know you're like, so there's something new with you. And I don't know if that's what you were expecting, Gary, but um, I know we haven't really had a chance to talk because I've just been just KO. Oh, no. <laughs> that, um, so I do have a question what you're talking about there. So when you say Desiree's costume is done, is it done or is it Desiree done? By that, I mean, now, is, do you, you think know, it's done? <laughs> yeah, because there has... So what, what Gary's alluding to is that... <laughs> My wife, maybe on one or two occasions, has traveled with her sewing machine to finish a project um, on the go. 
which is you know often what happens when you that work full you know you yeah you're full time you work full time you have a life it just it happens so the last couple of projects she's done she has been like damn near done it's like i just got to sew a, a a velcro patch on or something like that um this piece is done it only thing it needs is there's a bar that goes in on the back side of the dress that has to be hand sewed in so that it can support the weight of the fabric draping off the front so the bar is the only thing that has to go in there. And for me, there's a, I mean, I can nitpick and continue to build. Um, I have two uh, Velcro patches to put on so I can attach my armor pieces to the shoulder. But beyond that, it's done. So, but I, now I have all this time to like tweak it and get nerdy on it and really build it out some more. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's actually done. Except for that one right. bar that has to go in, which is, you know, takes a couple of minutes to do. And so you left out the most, oh, also wait, how is, how is Desiree? Is she doing okay? Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. Um, sorry. I'm actually looking at her. She's sitting outside. She's waving at us because <laughs> she can hear us. Cause that's how great, Hi, our, Desiree. That's how great our windows <laughs> and insulation are. <laughs> she laughs at us. Um, she says, hi. So no, she's doing great. Yesterday she, she slept and rested a lot. She feels that that was probably more related to the cold medicine she was taking than what she actually, um, like how she actually felt when she wasn't. Um, I gave her, I, I said, and <laughs> let me finish this thought. I gave her the data rest because I am very much about, you need to get up and move. You need to drink water. You need to shower. You need to, you know, that kind of thing. And, but I also recognize that she, she's a full grown adult and knows her own body as well. But this last night I was like, just so you know, tomorrow morning, you're going to take a, a an expectorate. You're going to walk. We're going to, we're going to make sure to keep your lungs, you know, healthy and strong and moving and stuff. And she sure enough, seven o'clock in the morning, I'm like, here's your tea. Get just so you know, you're going for a walk. You're going to do this. And she was already dressed and ready to rock and roll. So she's been really good, really good. Um, she just finished her walk. She's going to probably do a few more things here. And she, yeah, she's doing really good, really good. So makes me happy. Just listening to her cough, the way she coughs. Oh my God, it's just breaking my heart. Because I know I'm the one that brought COVID home to my family. And it just killed me to listen to her just die. <laughs> It <laughs> seemed like she was dying. She was coughing, just rough. So. And so far, nothing. Mom is okay. So far, she's testing negative. Uh, we wear these fucking face masks all day long in our house. Every Everywhere we go. I'm not wearing it in my office because it's, it's a closed room. Um, but it's like we wear it in the house. And then the only time we can take it off is when we're in 100 degree weather and we're standing outside. So it's like I'm still yeah. feel like I'm you know, I've got a mask on in, in a way. Um, but we're, she seems to be doing okay. She's going to probably test in a couple of days again. So, so far she's been, she's been negative. Um, doing really good. Like she's just, good. yeah, yeah. Doing really good. Working on her projects. Um, making, she's making these bottle covers for wine bottles called Blythe spirit bags. <laughs> i know right oh and so gosh. she's just down there just whipping them out and coming up with these cute designs she's making something for her she has another daughter uh she can't she found something that was super cute and thought in writing her of her daughter and 
uh, just want, she wants to make her something. So she's working on that project as well. And that she's doing great. So thank you for asking Gary. I appreciate that. It's uh, one of the plays that Dean would still love to direct. He and I are both kind of out of theater now, but he would love to direct Life Spirit. That's what my mind went. So that I was. Oh, that. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where my mind went with that. So, but um, well, how 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 are the cats and dogs doing? You you need um, to mention these things. You need to mention <laughs> your kids. Like our, our fur babies. Um, Max is doing really good. He had an eye exam because he has these this black blob in his eye and the doctor wasn't sure what it was. So she sent him up to a specialist, which I couldn't go because I had COVID. So uh, my wife and, and mother-in-law went up there, stayed fully masked in the car and everything, um, had, the, had the appointment. Turns out it's just old age floaty stuff that um, isn't anything to be concerned of. He's got old eyes, but he's got healthy eyes for his age. Uh, okay. he's doing, he's, you know, he, he's good. He's moving slow. He's moving like an old man. He's doing mm -hmm. good. The, the sure. youngins are, I don't know. They take turns. Iniki's being kind of an asshole lately. Um, Bonbon on the other hand, he's just really grown into his, his, his character and who he is. And just a really cool dog. They got out the other day because my wife wasn't feeling good. She was coming down with COVID and she didn't check the gate. And our gardener had left the gate open. And so we had two Huskies on the run and Max was hanging out with the gardener. And I thought it was his dog, actually, because I was like, what are you <laughs> like? Oh, you bring your dog to work. He's so well behaved. He's following you around everywhere. Just sniffing your, you know, the clippings from the trees and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, that's my dog. <laughs> And I'm like, get your butt in the house. And then I'm like, and I'm like, wait, where's the other two? And I'm like, shit. So <clears throat> I take off running down the hill because the guy had mentioned the dogs had gone that way. And so, uh, okay, wait, can I interrupt here? Yeah. He didn't let you know the dogs. No, left. he didn't, right? I'm like, come that's on. A you know, I'm sorry. He that's didn't. A well, no, English, no isn't it is. a, English isn't a strong language for him. Who cares? And, and so, when I said, when I said our dogs, Pedro, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he pointed down the hill. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you say anything? Well, I he just saw me, too. So to give him credit, like, he just saw me. When I saw Max and brought Max in, I came out and I said, Pedro, he was already pointing down the hill. Like, it didn't dawn on him because he was probably wasn't standing there when they first got out. He probably didn't re realize they were my our dogs because he's never seen them before. And so I took off down the hill. Well, I don't know if they went down and around the block or they actually went up instead of down. But I was at the bottom and I turned around and I see these two beautiful sled dogs just booking it down the hill towards me. I stopped traffic just in case, right? I stopped traffic. And I get down on my knees and I'm like, oh, my boys. And they just slam right into me. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay, well, now I have to take them for a, an official walk and reward yeah. them. Because they were just so damn cute. And I'm grateful that they take off together and not separate because that would be even more stressful. I feel like people are more likely to stop when you see two dogs than one dog. I, it's a it's a belief I'm going to hold on to because I'm Well, terrified. no, it makes sense. They'd also, <laughs> it, it would make more sense too to you. People would automatically assume more so that that they have escaped. You know, right. so they might be, you know, that, I, I get that completely. I right. Understand you right. I got to meet. I got to meet neighbors. We have okay. a new neighbor that moved in, so we got to meet them, and you know, it was good. 
Oh, I'm glad to hear all that. So. The cat's an asshole. She's just a fucking asshole. She's adorable and super lovey, but she is very much a diva. She wants her space. She wants her time. She wants to be petted. She wants outside. She wants inside. She wants her food and Stormy's food. And she wants to take Stormy's bed and my bed and my chair. Like She's just a brat. Well, she's living up to her name. I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, you, you, you will dishonor her, you know, or I guess Desiree willed it on her. Yes, Desiree definitely willed that name on her. Yeah, so it's like she's completely living up to She's laughing. Yeah. (laughs) Desiree's laughing. She's like, oh, I know they're talking about that cat. (laughs) I I even built an outdoor theater area so that we could all sit together and watch TV. So I have this, I have a projector screen that's suspended between these posts and, you know, all and chairs that recline and tables and everything all set up so we could watch tv or movies or whatever the first movie we watched was Encanto which we've seen a couple of times but it was just great to to see it outside and uh be sick together and not have to wear masks for for a couple hours so you know it's weird and people hate me for this I thought that movie was cute but I didn't think it was as great as everybody else thinks it was it's like okay okay, it's you know and I it's like everybody looks at me like are you insane? Cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know everyone has their own preferences. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think it was super cute. I like the little there's little things that are hidden in the background in, in some of the music pieces and I don't know I from the from the opening song to to the closing song I I just really enjoy it. You know so it it's good that you don't like it. You, you have. You have your own, th- own things that you like that I definitely don't like. Yeah, it's not that I, I, I thought it was good, just not great, you know. But anyway, so yeah, that's so side note. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, that's I mean, gosh, I what was that twenty minutes of me just talking about two weeks of just craziness? What's going on with you? Well. <laughs> in a lot of ways, equally is crazy. Yeah, right? Uh, so I want to start with COVID just because, so I like to say that Dean and I got together, my husband and I got together with these wonderful people, Desiree and Holly. Holly gives some of the best hugs you ever had in your life. Okay, so I give this wonderful, huge, big hug from her. We sit and talk for what, an hour, hour and a half? With everything yeah, did. something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, later that day, I get a call or a text from her. That she has COVID. Yeah. So I decided it was what the she next, was doing. It was, was a day, it was, day. It was 24 hours later. Oh, that's right. It was 24 hours later because I was getting ready. Because <laughs> I was getting ready to, to take uh, to pick up my daughter and yeah. her boys and take them to daycare because she's without a car right now. So I I had to let my daughter know what was going on. I go, do you still want me showing up? And she goes, yeah. I mean, she she's already had COVID. The boys haven't. And and we just kept the, you know, kept masks on and, and kept the windows down while we were driving. Yeah. So, but so I was really going, oh, fine. So we get together. She gives me COVID probably. She, what she's doing, she doesn't really want to spend time with me because we've seen each other, what? Honestly, since me moving back twice? here, we've seen each other, yeah, twice. And one of the times, oh, yeah, by the way, I think I gave you COVID, you know. <laughs> I mean, at least I told you. <laughs> oh, no. And I just have to give you a hard time. It's like, um, and so far, Dean and I have both tested negative. Yeah. Gonna, so far, everybody taking... who had contact with me has tested negative. Desiree is the only one. And I think that's because I had I had symptoms Sunday, late Sunday night 
in bed while we were laying in bed. So that well, whole night, we're bre I'm breathing on her. And I'm gonna guess you kiss her occasionally. Occasionally, so, you know, not while occasionally. she's sleeping. That's weird, but yeah. Um, you don't give a little kisses on her cheek. Right? Yeah, no, Let's no. Yes. <laughs> not while she's sleeping. That's a risk you take with a with someone who knows karate. Uh, <laughs> so no she's she's so far the only one i think i got it on tuesday i gave gave it to her sunday she got it almost on the on the nose of five days um which is why we're thinking that we've you know by masking up and keeping distant and i lice all the shit out of this house everything i touched i wipe i wiped down and same thing with her and um you know it's just, you got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself and your family. But so far, no one else has reported being sick. So we figured because of Desiree, we will test again in a day or two just to see that we yeah. don't have any symptoms. So I think we're fine. So, and so far, I'm, I don't want to, I, I hate to jinx this, but Dean and I are now one of the few people that I know who haven't had COVID. So we'll yeah. see what I mean. So I think it's what, 12% of the population yeah. or something like that. And I mean, I'm one of the, I'm one of the triple vaxxed, so, but I know triple vaxxed people who've gotten COVID. Yeah, so I, I uh, actually all three of us, uh, are yeah. all of us are triple vaxxed. Yeah, Desiree so. was supposed to get her fourth one tomorrow. <laughs> she's not going to do that now. <laughs> she's going to have to, she's going to have to wait a few extra, I don't know how long she has to wait. I have to, she'll have to talk I think it's 90 that. days. I think it's 90 sure. days. It just depends. Yeah. Some people yeah. just genetically don't do well with the the vaccine after having covid like there's just something in the between the vaccine and the antibody buildup that just causes some other issues so oh i know a couple from uh, <clears throat> gunnison who they were they were some of the first cases of covid um when they knew what was going on and then when they got the vaccine it they said they it was the reaction that was worse than when they had covid yeah so, and, and that's it sucks because we have a, an active scenario and trying to solve it as best we can yeah. on the on the go uh it's hard you know it just it is it's hard i i think that communication certainly could have been better but i think the science was there does that make sense yep so anyway so, um, so the other things but uh with me are yeah. uh -huh. that, uh the big thing is, is that I ended up quitting my job that I came back to this area for because quite frankly, I realized is eating my soul. I realized this is, I came back to be around friends and family and because of the job I'd taken, I wasn't seeing them at all and barely even had time to do a text conversation with me. Let alone a podcast too. Yeah. And that so it became- That was becoming a struggle too. Yeah. And so it's just, um, and- Every all our listeners know where I'm doing great. I'm actually at the moment I'm doing I'm a door dasher and actually really enjoying it. Um, and looking for a job that suits me much better. I have an interview tomorrow for a job I really want, but also not getting too involved with it right now. Um, using Desiree as a model, I might be starting my own business i'm looking into options right now with that so i don't want to get you know that's probably more than i was willing to share first now it, it came out but so we'll see where that leads to so i'm kind of excited about that so um dean has been wonderfully supportive uh i literally i was talking he knew how that was getting holly who knows me knows i i drink but not all the time i was having 
in the sound, to, to me, this is a lot. I was having a martini every single night to come down from work. I mean, wow. I, I mean, that's how bad it had gotten where Damn, I was just dude. I, and you last time we had talked, you just been like, yeah, I really like my job. And, and then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, it feels like you're like, I've walked away. I just walked well, off. Well, part of that is I was trying to fake it till I make it. I mean, yeah. there's a little bit of that in there. The final, and I have no, and I, I won't say the company, but I'll say what led to me leaving was the final straw. Was um, I was the director of the department, the director of the department, and uh, we were hiring a chef to come work with me. I they had an interview with with this person over video, which I wasn't part of, and in the end, I was okay with that because my boss and then the executive chef were both part of that interview process. And I go, okay, well, well, you know, I would have liked to have been there, but okay, whatever. They bring him in for the tasting, which we, you know, he'll, he would be making food and we always sit down and taste the food. So he's there doing all this cooking. I did not know that the tasting, when it was happening, I knew he was being ready for it. Nobody invited me to it. I was busy in my office doing a bunch of work. I went out to ask somebody a question and I see every other director of every other department except for me sitting down to a tasting. I was beyond pissed. I walked away because I did not want to ruin the chef's, I, I did not want to be any reason, you know, for him not getting the job. So I walked away. I talked to my boss later and said, hey, what gives? And he goes, well, I told you about it. I go, no, you didn't. So I sent you a meeting maker. No, you didn't. If I would have gotten it, I would have accepted or I would have declined. Either way, it would have shown up. And it, let's be quite honest. You didn't see me there. Why didn't you come see what was going on? Because my office was about 200 feet away from where the tasting was happening. So, yeah, I mean, and I was this right. person's going to be working under you. Like, yeah. You're going to be directing mm -hmm. that. You direct that position. And yet, the. Oh, they yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they, they just basically fucked me over. The other thing I forgot to mention is that when he did come in on Monday of this week, of this week this all happened, uh, I kept waiting for him to introduce me. They didn't. So I finally went up to him and said, oh, I guess we should meet. I'm the director of catering. My name's Gary. I, you know, just thought you should know who I am. And he laughed. Goes, yeah, that's probably a good idea. That was the only interaction I ever had with him. They never, they, you know, and so I was just that. Yeah, I think that, I think that I, I actually did for the first time ever i actually called up their hr department and put in a complaint saying i've quit um not, that's not going to change things but i think you need to know what's going on here so um and they've already their hr department got me like two days later oh the problem's been resolved thank you for letting us know about it yeah, okay but at least i put it in record i felt better about that yeah saying all that dean has been wonderfully supportive he knew things were not going well and he at one point said, Gary, if you want to quit, I, you know, we'll be fine. And so that's what finally happened is I, is I walked into, after the next morning, I walked into work after all that shit that happened. And I just go, I'm quitting. I can't stay and do this shit anymore. I'm done. And so I went to try to talk to my boss. He was too busy to talk to me. So I sent him a text that said, I'm quitting. I explained all my reasoning why. And um, if he wanted to talk to me about it, he certainly could. He could call me up and we would talk. Never, I've not heard a word from him since then. So wow, yeah. So it was it was a shitty situation, and um, I'm looking forward to other 
things going on in my life right now. And I have to say, DoorDash, I've really been enjoying it. I, it's been nice to be able to set my own hours. And it's maybe why uh, one of the main reasons I've actually thought about maybe running a business because, yeah, I know that you have to go by what the public wants, but it is my invention. So right. I'm really thinking about that more. Yeah, um, besides- when, you, when you were telling me like, oh, I'm going to barely break even you're because t- you ran the numbers. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's, I, I don't want to get into all that yet. Let's not until we, I, I don't want to change things now. So that's fine. That's fine. It just, but it <laughs> cracked me up. I was like, let's do new math. Let's do that. Let's do different well, things. <laughs> and but yeah, we'll leave that alone now. So, so right. I don't, until until we get more, I don't want to. Jinx I get you. All so, right, all right, all right. All so, right. Um, the other thing I found out this week is in gay culture, I am now a daddy. What? <laughs> the reason I found this out is I was going down doing my DoorDash, and I went by several young gay men. I'm gonna call them twinks because that's what they look like to me. And all of a sudden I got this, ooh, daddy. And so, and so I put it out on Twitterverse and asked, I said, so I, I guess at the age of 55, I'm now a daddy. And I got back some very affirmative, oh, yes, you are. And so I'm just like in this great euphoria stage right now in my life. So, oh, my gosh. So you go from, what do you say, twink to daddy? No, well, the twinks were the ones who said, ooh, daddy, which just made well, me feel no, I just mean I in was, the, a, in the I was a bear. I, w- I used to be a bear because I was, I was so heavy. So oh, that's bear, right. That's so. right. Bear. Okay. So, and now, oh, my gosh. All I, these slang words. We got to do an episode uh, on slang words. <laughs> we have to do another one. Yeah, we did one. So we have to do we did. One. Yeah, we got to do another one. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, puppy. So that was, yeah, so, oh. Well, we can get into puppy. I, no, yeah. no, we don't. No, we don't need yeah, to. Not right now. No, not right now. Later. But yeah, so I found out his daddy, which that just thrilled me. Um, the grandkids and my daughter um, are coming later today. We're having a barbecue over here with them. And my oldest of my daughters, Lily, of her two uh, kids, um, Asher has had a birthday since Steve and I've been here, but she was in the process of moving. We didn't want to, we promised Asher we were going to get him a present after they move. Um, and we have now got that and when he gets here today. So don't tell him folks if you, you know, I don't but tell him. yeah, but we're, um, we have bought him a bicycle, um, with training wheels and it's Spider-Man motif because yeah. he is thrilled for Spider-Man and we got him a little Spider-Man riding helmet. The whole thing is Spider-Man because, nice. you know, if he's going to be, he, he has to match, you know, of course, the necessity, you know, they so. live in, they, they live in the, in the, in the Washington side, right? They live yeah. in the Washington side, so there is a they, there is a uh, three forks biking that had they just painted um, a bike path like in the parking lot or whatever. It's not a parking lot; it was a parking lot. It's not anymore to help teach kids how to turn and do a tr- for oh, training. I saw that. Yeah, I the saw training that, wheels yeah. on up. The guy's actually really good with the kids. He just really well, get he really gets down to it. Like they. They'll, you know, they'll say something, they do something, and he goes, and he just really relates it back to them. It's like, is that how you want to be treated? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, then you don't get to treat other people like that. And it's just very matter of fact. Um, and keeps it about the bikes, just really shows them how to use their brakes, their check their helmets, check their chains. Obviously, age appropriate, they gauge that. Um, but yeah, it was just, well, I, I've, because he's in the downtown area. And so I, I walk around and I just, can't watch them sometimes just hanging out with these kids on their bikes and i'm like god dang that's so cute i remember well, when so I anyway, it was, 
Push me so, to go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to tell Asher that once he gets off training wheels, because I'm not a big proponent of training wheels. I'm just not. I, I think it's a, I, I, but I'm doing it because Lily wants him with training wheels first. I just, I think it's better just to learn the balance right away. And yes, there is usually a fall or two, but not usually a whole lot, especially at that age. So, but, yeah. once, but once he's off training wheels, I um I will let him know that he and Grandpa can go for a bike ride. Do so, you have a bike? Yeah, I have a bike. What? Yeah. Why haven't we gone biking? Well, because I've just come back and beforehand, there's no way in fucking hell I would have gone biking because I was too heavy. So, but yeah, I have a bike. So oh, well, we need to but talk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that's what's going on in my life right now. Um. We have hung up more uh, paintings in the house. I'm hoping that it's my, I sound better, like I'm not coming through a tunnel now, because we actually, there's- Yeah, the sound, the sound has been a little bit better on this recording, for sure. Oh, good. Because um, yeah. we, have, we have stuff up on the walls now, so I'm hoping that, make, that makes a difference. Um, other than that, uh, I think we should get into our topics, which neither yeah. are going to take very long today. So, but let's start off with what's wonderful Demi Lovato. What do you have to talk about our, our, our Demi? Yeah, so just gonna, you know, quick highlight here. So we talked about Demi on our show in season one, episode 17, um, about Demi Lovato being too queer or talking about their pronouns, um, kind of their life going from Disney to death to recovery to where they are now. Um, and they had come out in twenty May of 2021 at, um, as trend, not transgender, sorry, non-binary um and what and what their pronouns were well recently this month in august they announced that they also identify with the she her pronouns as well quote recently i'm feeling more feminine and i think that's really important to to talk about just briefly and we could get into this in other episodes sexuality is fluid and we really we get these ideas about about these people in Hollywood or people in the you know the music industry or whatever about who they should be and we hang a lot a lot on these people it's like oh we have representation wait no we don't yes we do no we don't and it's just they're human beings too and they're they've been getting a lot of you know a lot of bullshit essentially in the in the media in in social media in particular about um, not making up their mind and going back and forth and they're just doing this for attention and all this stuff and and it just pissed them off so Demi has a whole episode uh not episode album uh really a, a process of what they have gone through in, in recovery and and the anger that's with that and the fact that she, they are just getting so much hate from some from some of the fan base I would like I wouldn't even say they're fans but just people in the social media realm and and they're just trying to live their life right and and every artist does this to some extent they draw on their own personal experiences to create their art taylor swift anybody i'm just saying so the fact that demi lovato now feels more feminine and identifies with 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 the pronouns of she her good for you like what i Thanks for telling us. I mean, I I didn't need to know. I didn't need to know to begin with, but I appreciate that 
they recognize that they are fluid and human beings are fluid. Sometimes people are truly asexual, but something changes in their life sometimes, not always, but sometimes, and that may change. Some people might feel, might want to be in more of a, I don't know, non-binary, right? Like it's just, we get, we're getting so hung up on our labels and we have been doing this as a society for so long. And, and I understand a lot of the whys we do that because it's, it's really who we are as a species. We put labels on things. Um, and I think we'll eventually shift. We'll have a big cultural shift where we don't have as many labels and we, we just, we can just exist as human beings, but in a world where there's so much othering and our rights are being taken away or being violated or we don't have legislation that supports us we we find that we need to have these labels to really educate and 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 move our our legal system but also our society forward before we could get to that point where we can step back and be like hey we're we're both human beings taking care of ourselves and loving our loving our people in our community and we're just gonna be happy go lucky and not get into you know get into the weeds on everybody else's life and how they're taking care of themselves. It's just, we're not there and we're far from it. Um, so I don't know where you want to go with that, but quit hating on her. That's all I got to say. Just quit hating. Just let them be. <laughs> they create good music. They're just another human being in this world that we happen to, to enjoy their music. And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that we're seeing even from their own community, again, right? This is that conundrum aspect is that we're already getting othered on on the, on main stage America. And the last thing we need to be doing is othering each other within that too. So it's like, I don't know. It just, I laugh a little bit because I'm just like, why? Why are we doing this? I, I the one attitude before we go to talk about my yeah. thing is that I, I agree with everything you're, I, I actually agree with everything you're saying. And I will say that it's quite um, impressive of them to announce this stuff. Sad that they have to, but I'm impressed that they're doing this just so that it can show other people that it's okay to change. Right. You know? And they are changing as they move through life. And most people are, and it's, it's sad that as a whatever multi-million dollar uh, act, actor singer that that they need to do this, but they're doing it for other people, which I do appreciate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, which actually kind of ties in pretty well with the series. You don't mind me just go ahead and talking about yeah, this please. for a minute. And we can actually tie the two things in pretty well together. So. Basically, what I'm doing here, folks, is I'm going to start off with a review of the new series, and then and then Holly and I are going to do some discussion afterwards of A League of Their Own. So um, I just will start with that and tell you how much I enjoyed the series. Uh, a League of Their Own, the series, is now streaming on Amazon. I will admit I was a bit trepidatious about watching the series. A League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies of all time, easily my favorite sports team movie ever. So when I tell you that the series is an important series to watch, especially for anyone who cares about people of color, women, and queer rights, listen to me. Throughout the first season, which consists of eight episodes that have all dropped, we learn about this group of women. None of the characters from the original film are in this 
to some of the characters in the series, but they are new original people. We have lines from the movie that appear in the series, in particular the line, there is no crying in baseball pops up, but in a very fresh and unique way. The first four episodes give honor to the movie, but it's the last four episodes where it becomes the, its own emotionally charged, beautiful take on the life mm -hmm. of these diverse characters. Set in 1943, we learn about what it was like for this group of women to live. Carson, the main character is married, but her husband is away fighting the war. People may associate her character with that of Dottie in the movie, but quickly you see Carson is exploring many options that Dottie would have never dreamed of exploring. Greta, a beautiful, sexy woman who quickly breaks out as one of the stars of the Rockford Peaches. She is played by one of the most recognizable actors in the cast. She is portrayed by the R.C. Gill, probably best known as Janice from The Good Place. Lupe, who plays the fastball pitcher from Cuba, but passes for coming from Italy because it's more palatable to the masses to accept. The last one I'm going to talk about is, in my opinion, the most interesting character, Max Chapman, who is played by Shantae Adams, a black woman who wants to be a pitcher above everything else. She is the closest one based on a character from the movie. If you remember the famous scene where the black woman throws the baseball to Dottie, she now has a name and a backstory. I also believe that the writers had the most fun writing this character. She is beautiful in every sense of the word. Her character has some of the biggest surprises and twists in the first season. You as, as the viewer will root for her because the writers and the actor have done an exceptional job of making this character likable and you want her to win. Okay, so I lied. The other character I will still mention is Dev Porter, played by Nick Offerman probably best known for his role as Ron Swanson on Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. He is a character that everyone will assume is the Tom Hanks character. You will be surprised at what the writers do with his character. He is by no means a big part of the series. Where the movie touched on women's rights and people of color, the series does a deep dive. Finding out what it is, what it was truly like for women who couldn't even open up a checking account for their checks they earned for playing baseball. Crazy. Having a beauty consultant showing them how to apply makeup correctly, and if they couldn't, they were kicked off the team. Even if they were the best player, you couldn't look ugly and play baseball. It seems you couldn't wear pants and be a woman and play baseball. They were literally fined for every time they were seen in public wearing pants. For queer people, truly living in the shadows, worried about how they looked to outside people, watching the women in the same team start questioning who was queer and needed to be careful with them. There is one scene that's particularly harrowing that makes, makes you understand better what it was like to be queer in the 1940s. The ending of this episode ends with two of the characters running to a movie theater to act like they were watching The Wizard of Oz. It's heartbreaking. This is also the episode that Rosie O'Donnell appears, definitely playing a different character than from the film. Watching Max's character try to navigate being a black woman, wanting to play baseball and also be true to who she is. She doesn't want, on a lot of levels, what society expects of her, but she tries hard to be a normal person that society wants of her, but ultimately and thankfully she fails in doing what society, but more importantly, what her mom wants of her. We also get to see an interesting development in a burgeoning friendship between Max and Carson. It comes about unexpectedly, but organically. A side note, 
I can't wait to find out what they do with Max's best friend, Clance. Uh, a no, woman right? Who, yeah, a woman who doesn't play baseball but loves comic books. Mm-hmm. You as a viewer will realize the writers are setting her up for a powerful storyline. This is why I'm hoping for a second, third, and fourth season. This show deserves a lot of these characters fully realized who they are and what they can become. I understand that I haven't really talked about the series in any concrete way because I don't want to spoil anything for you, the listener. It's a story that needs to be experienced. I know now that I've seen this show, I'll be watching the first season again before the hopefully second season drops. Agreed. Yeah. Oh. So that's, that's my, yeah, that, I, the, how, how many episodes have you watched so far? Holly? So the movie came out in 92. I was nine years old. And I was playing baseball. Baseball was my life. I played it up until I graduated high school. And I definitely was one of those girls that didn't know how to play the makeup correctly or wear the right ponytail with the scrunchie. I didn't know you're supposed to wear a scrunchie to denote that you weren't gay because I didn't know I was. So, you know, I had these labels put on me. Oh, you butch and all, you know, all these slang negative words. Because I didn't, I didn't dress like a girl. I played a sport, hard and rough. Like I would slide into those bases. I meant every, I meant every moment of it. I would run it out to get that ball and, and get it in, and played my, played my outfield like you know, just I played it like anybody else. But because I didn't look girly enough, when we moved to a, a nicer, air quote, nicer school district. I was now playing against, I was playing on the team of my competitors for the past 10 years, uh, roughly. And I was supposed to be on varsity and I got bumped down to JV because I didn't look cute essentially, which sucks because that was about the time my, 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 my career as it were in baseball ended. I can't really say it's a career, but you know what I mean? It just, I haven't played baseball in probably 10, 15 years. And that movie, The League of Our Own, I, I, I didn't recognize at a young age all the other nuances of it. I just saw women playing ball. And that just meant a lot to me. It was fun. It was lighthearted, great sense of humor. Um, I didn't realize all these other things that were going on. Um, so I, I I look forward to watching it after we're done recording this podcast, re- re-watching it with a new perspective. Um, and I, I love I love baseball. I don't like watching the way it's done now on TV. I just feel like they've taken the fun out of it. You don't really get to see, I feel like you don't get to see the, the nuances, the things that they're saying and talking and planning. You don't really get to see the strategy. You just see a, a ball gets hit to the left field. And he got it. You know, it's just, it's not, I don't know, it's not as fun to, for me to watch. I'd rather play it. And then for the mo- for the show, the TV show, I couldn't sleep last night. So I went onto the Amazon Prime and I typed in League of Your Own and it says, watch, watch now, right? You think, having not watched it at all, that by just hitting the play now button, it was going to start you on season one, episode one. It started me on season one, episode eight. And I didn't realize I was watching the season finale. Oh, jeez. I know. And I was like, I'm like over halfway through. And I'm like, damn, this is the first episode. This, What the hell do they got left for the show? This is crazy. 
<coughs> what had happened is because it was so late that the episode eight was right next to the letter P for the title. And so I didn't recognize that it was anyway, I just didn't recognize it until I watched it. So then I went back and watched the first two episodes and they are very, like you said, those first couple of episodes really are locked step with giving that paying that tribute to the original movie and going forward I, from the costuming to the language, to the hairstyle, the sets, set pieces, really you you feel like you're in the 40s um and you really get that sense of what we're kind of getting now it's like wow we're emasculating women and what are our men going to come home to what kind of girl they're going to come home to and we're they're going to be in, in the workplaces and taking these jobs and it's like oh my god we're that shit's happening now people are making these claims now and it's like we really don't need a tv show giving these men these ideas that that's how it should be like this is part of that toxicity <coughs> excuse me but then i realized it's still part of our history we can't ignore what happened in the 1940s because we're seeing some of it now well and again if we ignore it it's very deep. <laughs> so it's something that it's yeah, I truly, I wouldn't do it, like I said, thinking, oh, it'll be a fun series. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. The, and that's the first four episodes, you'll see, they really do play what I think is a great homage to the original movie. Um, and actually, some critics didn't like that about it. You know, I <laughs> love that. I love that it set it up beautifully then to lead into the rest of the series and really make it its own series. Again, I hope it it's, has another season or two or three. It, 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 so far, I honestly think it's the most important series that Amazon has put out. I, yeah. I, and that's, I guess that's not, well. I don't know the, how true the, that the, is, the but it's good. The Underground Railroad is really good, so I gotta give that one too. But for queer, for queer, for the queer aspect of it, it's a very important piece of work. Um, yeah it's it's good it's really good if i didn't need so, to get sleep i would i probably would have watched the entire series last night so what what i see and like i said i loved the movie the original movie i loved it one of my issues i had always been with the original movie is that some of the actors in the original movie felt a little old to be playing the characters they were playing even though they all did an exceptional job I like that it seems like the character is a little more age appropriate in, in this series. I do appreciate that also. Um, I do appreciate that you're getting to see the secondary characters. A lot of them I didn't talk about, but you'll, you can tell in the next couple of years, you'll get to know more about them. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm assuming, I'm hoping it gets at least one more season, if not, you know, four more seasons. I listened to a podcast where the, creator was hoping for five seasons that's what oh. they were hoping for with this. so that would be i think that'd be perfect that's actually is and it says in there that the this the women's baseball league lasted for 10 10 baseball seasons um i don't i don't like any of those shows that go on for too long but i think five seasons would be good i'd love to see i'd love to see more i love that it it has eight episodes each. I hope they keep to that format. I love all that. It left me wanting more. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that we get to see more of the actresses who are in the movie 
few little shots in this movie. I love again. Right, little cameos. Yeah, it was um that was nice. It was a nice little pat on the back. And from everything I've read, all the people who are involved in the movie are very supportive of the series. Penny Marshall, before she passed away, gave her blessing. So that that makes me happy to hear all that. Um, the movie was very important for the time. I think they tackled a lot with what they could when it came out. There's a lot of things they just couldn't talk about. I mean, very much you get the impression that maybe 10 years down the line, Rosie O'Donnell's character might have been queer in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate all that. Um, I really, as much as I love Tom Hanks in that movie, I love that the, that character is very insignificant in this <laughs> series. I appreciate what he, what Nick Offerman did with with the character, but I appreciate it's just not much of a part of the show. I'm almost betting if it comes back for a second season that we might see a little bit more of him, but we'll see. Um, I'm so impressed by so many aspects of it. For you, what was your favorite? Uh, so between the, what was your favorite thing that happened in the movie and what's your favorite thing so far in the series you've seen without spoiling on the series? Right. <clears throat> God, that, well, it has been a long time since I've seen the movie, mind you. Um, the the gal who coaches the team is is that Max? That's Carson. Carson. So in the movie, there's that there's a scene with Tom Hanks who's just like, "What are you doing? Pass, passing on the best hitter? Like you yeah. need they need to do this." And they start having this competition of like giving the su- signal to the batter and like batter this, and this keep going back and forth, back and forth, and finally, I, he you know he's like, "I'm the coach," and she sits down and you know. It, it, the hit happens the, sh- the you know it's a great it's a moment right and the camera pans to her and she just has davis i just love the actor uh she just has a smile on her face and it's like she was fucking with him she yeah. knew exactly what she was doing to get his ass involved in the in the sport and i i so i love that and i love just that that strong character is still in the show there's a moment of distraction. Um, I think in the last, uh, I think it's in the last episode where they kind of default and fold into themselves, and then they they recognize like they really they're they're they're, they're they got to embrace this, and it's a story of just embracing who they are, and I, I really love that we get to see that more more filled in through the whole. I, I again, I've only seen the last episode, the first two, but I just drastically different what I saw in episode one to what I see in episode eight was somebody who was happy, who was empowered, who was kicking ass and was taking names and didn't give two shits about what other people were thinking of them and were able to truly just be themselves and in doing so be able to take care of and love and support others around them in a way that they weren't doing before. And so I really enjoyed that kind of arc in the character and I look forward to actually watching the, the couple episodes in the middle there that I skipped um, uh, last night. So that you would be my. need to watch it together. Yeah, I... yeah. She so. loves baseball, and in fact, she was a little upset that I watched the a couple episodes of the show without her. Um, and I said, "Well, it's obviously it's good. It's so good. I'll I'll not only rewatch it with you, but I'll rewatch it again when the second season drops." Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just... I, and the wittiness of it, just the wittiness of the show 
It's so good. It's right up there with Miss Maisel. That quick-witted, like, dialogue with the, all the actors. It's just so quick, and it's funny, and it's, I don't know, they're just... They're... I think once you watch Marvel, you'll see there are some funny parts to it, but it's not... It's not constantly witty like Miss Maisel's written for that reason, the way it is. But it ha- But when they have those witty moments, you're just like, wait, what just happened? And I don't know, especially between Max and and her and her best friend like those two yeah those i just love that quick wittedness there it's just like god damn that's so good no they have a great they have a great chemistry great chemistry the the one part of the movie that i really to me has always touched me and they're doing a different version of it in the in the series is i love the part in the movie where when everybody's finding out they made the team what team they're on and the one woman Oh, you find out can't read. She can't read her name, and the one girl gets up and she's like, she recognized. Like, can you? Yeah. Can you? Can you read? And like, no. And I was just. So they, yeah. yeah. I look. That's probably my favorite scene of that entire. Movie. Yeah. And then I like in the series. There, I, I was a little disappointed they didn't do that, but they are in the way of having the one character who only speaks Spanish, and so she's left out. There's a she's left out of things that the other team doesn't mean to leave her out. Um, and because the one person who can't speak Spanish to her is avoiding her and you find out why later on, which I don't want to spoil for you or anybody else, mm-hmm. but it's, so it's, um, it's the, the new, the there's, and there's some things you, it's even though you end up watching the last episode, by accident, there's still some wonderful surprises you get to oh, see yes. that shocked me in wonderful ways. So I I think that's all we need to talk about. It must be yeah. more you want to talk. I think we're no, I, 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 I don't know where else to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to jumping off here and getting the episode uploaded and watching a, a movie with my wife. Possibly I was gonna say outside, but it's too bright. So I don't know how we're gonna watch or it. Or just but... watch the league of their own. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, okay. We we're trying to avoid I mean, being in the same room right now because. So watch. Oh, you can't stream it outside. You can't watch the series outside. Well, it's too it's too bright right now. Oh. I have oh. to wait for it to dark get a little bit darker. Oh. All right. Yeah. I don't. I'm creative. I just watch. I'm going to make a tent, a little a little tent of sheets and blankets, and then no, see, it's defeating the purpose. I don't, I'm yeah. going to figure it out. I'm gonna figure and it out. Right. so. <clears throat> this so has yeah. been a good episode of Hollywood. good. Yeah, thank you for jumping on. I, I I know that our Zoom Zoom linking situation kind of started us off a little rough, but I'm glad that we were able to get into it. Yeah. Listeners, thank you so much for being here and listening to our episode. Um, for getting getting involved and in, and in messaging us. I had a chance to meet one of our listeners, Rose, in person it was fantastic. One of those people I had to message and say, I might've given you COVID and that just broke my heart. It was like, hi, I meet you for the first time. I'm giving you COVID. Uh, they're doing great by the way. So thumbs up there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been great. I've been loving, you know, feedback from you guys, getting your, getting your inputs and questions and comments and things like that. Continue to do that. We'd love that. Um, yeah, gosh, you know, love you guys. Thank you so much. I can't wait to jump back into the, your guys' ears with some more great content. And until next time, be well. And be queer, you sexy motherfuckers.
including those ones called daddies. <laughs> yes, especially the daddies. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>